Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 47. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Chris Biting. And Chris and I are here to indoctrinate the world with Apple. That sounds messy. Yeah, let's not do that. (laughs) Actually, we're here to gripe and complain about Apple when they don't do all the things we want them to do. Wait, no. Well, that's every other episode. Yeah, well, you know, it seems like we've been doing that uh, a lot more lately. Well, they've given us so much. But anyway, what actually, do we have a real purpose for this show at all, Chris? Yes. Help I Got a Mac really is the the Apple show that's geared more towards the switcher or the new Mac user. This is correct. So if you are out there and you recently purchased your very first Apple computer, been using the PC all your life, and and you've just finally went out and decided, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. You know, I, I, you know, it seems like there might be a second button over on the right, and you know, they're they're obviously coming around. Uh, so so let's get a let, let's give it a try. And so if that's you, we're going to help you learn how to use that right button on your mouse. And if you don't, if you got one of the laptops and it's only got one button, we're going to tell you how you can use a right click on that one button yeah so stuff like that <laughs> i have no clue actually we're, we're here to talk about all the things that we're interested in in technology as it relates to apple iphone uh macbooks uh apple tvs and all that other stuff but we want to start off things uh real quickly with some news yay news for us chris i do uh big news is tomorrow which is the uh for those that are listening on the show downloading, it's October 14th, uh, is Apple's big event that they just announced last week um, called Spotlight on Notebooks. It's going to be held at the uh, Apple headquarters in Cupertino, so it's not going to be a huge show. It's going to be in their uh, their built-in theater there, which you know only seats a, uh, two or 300 people. And uh, they're going to be talking about notebooks and maybe some new stuff. Maybe the, we'll finally hear about Brick and what that is. I, I think Brick's going to be a tablet. That'd be sweet. That would be sweet. Although, uh, you know, there's always been speculation of a tablet, and we just don't ever see it. Anyway, uh, so obviously some new MacBooks, from what I understand. I I, heard, I think we talked a little bit about last week, but uh, I'm hearing more and more, and I feel, I don't know if it's just the rumor mill just really kicking into full gear or what, but it just seems to me like they're going to, Put, like kind of bridge the big gigantic gap between the MacBook and the MacBook Pro and and kind of give us a, a a new a new MacBook with with a, basically its own in Intel or actually not Intel but its own graphics card so so that it's not on board and which means then of course they will if they get rid of the old MacBooks they will no longer have any brand new computers that will no longer use be able to use like final cut pro is that correct actually no yeah the, um no the mac mini i think still can't do it either mac mini's right, got still onboard in- graphics right right no, i always forget about the mac mini yeah i do too you know i'd like to have a mac mini here in the studio just for video streaming 
Yeah. Because that's basically I, what I've been using my MacBook for. And it's kind of frustrating because it's I'd love to be able to take my MacBook up and, and have it sitting on my lap while I am watching TV. And so to take my notes and stuff like that. But the thing is, is, I like to have my video stream all set up, ready to go. So that as soon as the TV show's over, we come down and do a podcast for it. You know that it's it's all up and running, so it's it's kind of frustrating to be using it. And of course, there is no really great uh, video streaming, screen capture or not screen capturing, but uh, screen graphics, onboard graphics kind of uh, version of Cam Twist for the PC. I know that there's uh, Vid Blaster, and I know there's there's webcam max and super webcam and oh gosh i tried all of them and and they all do some of the same things but none of them do it with the with the sheer elegance of cam twist if you know what i'm saying yeah so i'd love to have just a mac mini sitting up on the shelf here just for streaming alone that would be awesome that'd be sweet all righty so uh anyway you have some news about apple tv your apple tv right yeah, I do. Um, I uh, just installed uh, AppleCoreLLC.com's uh, ATV Flash uh, for Apple TV. Apple TV, as it stands right now, you know, can play all the iTunes content off your computer. Uh, you can also sync content to it. You can also download uh, and purchase movies from it and play rented movies as well. Um, you know beyond, what I wanted to- but beyond that, you're limited to only the stuff you can get from Apple, right? Exactly. And... Um, you're limited on the hard drive size. You, have a, you only have a 40 gig hard drive on this uh, on this Apple TV or 120 gig. You can't you know use an external drive even though there's a USB port. So some really really smart people uh, were creating hacks and stuff like this. And this this guy uh, James uh, Abler, I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, from Apple Corps, um, his team decided to make it simpler and they released a product. It's uh, fifty dollars. And that includes, you know, updates. If Apple updates the, the software, they'll, they'll push another update out for you. And what it does is the software, you put a USB thumb drive into your Mac, run the software, and then you take that USB thumb drive and stick it in the back of your Apple TV, and it basically jailbreaks it. And uh, there's a free one that does something very similar, but these guys are, since, you know, it's a paid app, they're really, really motivated to make sure everything works with the new updates they also put in all sorts of extras that the other one doesn't put in and so far i've been playing around with it there's a lot of cool things i can look at rss feeds on my apple tv now i can put emulators like you know nintendo and all that kind of stuff on my apple tv um i can still run boxy uh which is an additional media player and i can hook up an external usb drive to the apple tv and put all my content on there, or I can use uh, network shares and play all my content. So this is really, really cool. And are you able? You're actually able to run and play DivX movies and stuff like that. Torrented files that you get. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. you know, of course, uh, open source, public domain stuff, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone with the wind and stuff like that. Exactly. Is Gone with the wind public domain? I don't think so. <laughs> don't, um, don't go download and no Gone with the Wind. Get us all sued and everything here. Trying to, I'm trying to think what movies are open source now. I think uh, Nosferatu, I think, is open source. <laughs> uh, that movie's like 70 some odd years old. Maybe the Ten Commandments or Ben-Hur or something. Who knows? Something like that. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, so, so, so basically now that you have this jailbroken Apple TV, 
you you feel like it's brought some new life into it? Because I know you said that you had kind of got it. You got really excited about it at first, and then it kind of just wore off. Yeah, now that I can do this, I'm currently uh, ripping all my DVDs uh, and putting them on this external drive so I can pack all my DVDs up, put them away, which Emily's happy about because we get more space now to put you know other stuff on the shelves and everything. And, um, you know... It, the fact that I can access all that stuff, if I get new movies, I can just rip them real quick and put them on the drive. It's really, really convenient. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Very cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that it, that it, it's basically giving you some new functionality and stuff. I, I hope that continues to work for you. And where, what, what's the name of that product again? ATV something? ATV Flash, and you can get it from Apple Core, and that's C-O-R-E, L-L-C.com. And hopefully uh, next week, um, after I've spent a little bit of time with it, I'll, I'll give you a, a better full review on, on my total experience with it. But so far, so good. It seems really cool. Very cool. All right. I, I, I didn't mean to really take us off of the big event tomorrow, uh, but the spotlight, it looks like it turns out that it's going to be spotlight on, on the notebooks and it's going to be at the Apple headquarters. Is that correct? That is right. Yeah. All right. In and the so- Apple town hall. The Apple Town Hall, and it turns out that uh, there, it's, the rumors are saying that the additional video card that's going to be in there is going to be Nvidia. Is that the same as what they've been using in the MacBook Pro? I think so. I think it's a newer chip. Okay, cool. And then uh, all aluminum casing. I don't know that I'm excited about that. To be honest with you. Really? Yeah. I I I want to tell you, there is just something sleek about my all white MacBook. I really. I think they're trying to say that they're using re- renewable um, materials and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. But I'm just saying, I they're my white super shiny MacBook just looks nice. Yeah, mine's pretty scratched up now. Is it? Yeah. Well, I've, I've been taking really good care of mine, and I'll tell you, it, it, there's, it, it just looks pretty. I, I really like it. I, I think that uh, it was probably, a matter of fact, it's one of the reasons why I, I mean, is another superficial reason why I wanted a MacBook over a laptop, uh, a PC laptop, is because I really like that white glossy look and feel to it. It, it just looks really nice, and that's yeah. why I didn't want. I, I mean, uh, the price price difference aside but i would i'd almost prefer having the white one than getting the aluminum macbook pro although i would get the macbook pro this these days because i know how much i like mac and i know how much i like the operating system and of course i know how much additional power is necessary to do some of the things i do so i would get the macbook pro today if i had to re- to make the decision again but man if they had if they had the all white case in the macbook pro that would be awesome yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> do you have? I mean, what do you think about the brick? Is is it a new product? Is it a new technology? Is it anything that think, we're even going to care about? I don't think so. I think it's just a manufacturing uh, design. Yeah, it's like you know, we're manufacturing these things that have a solid brick of aluminum. You know what I'd love is if they came out with some kind of new and one more thing tomorrow and blew everybody away. Oh, that'd be awesome if they came out with some kind of cool tablet or something, but Just I something. really I really doubt it. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. I, I'll tell you what. We're talking about jail. Actually, no. Before we do that, OpenOffice 3, native OS X now, Intel only, is available. So basically, this is OpenOffice is what? And it's, a, it's like an office suite, kind of like a word processor, spreadsheet, combination, 
maybe presentation software kind of stuff like a uh, Microsoft Office knockoff, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a Microsoft Office knockoff. All right. So basically, but although it's open source and it's got a huge community backing, and and Open Office now is it has and has been I think for a long time cross platform, but now it natively runs on your OS X. Uh, Intel-based chips without needing additional software, and so that just right. came out today. Is that right? That yes. Do you have any interest in that at all? No, not really. I I no. I use iWork or I use Office, the real version of Office. Gotcha. I have iWork 08 and have absolutely no use for it whatsoever, other <laughs> than Keynote. I bought it for Keynote and I use it for Keynote, and Keynote rocks. But when it comes to word processing and spreadsheets, I'll tell you what, I'm rocking the Google Documents. And I've got some pretty extensive Google Documents kicking now. And it, it, I tell you, it does a good job for me. And so I, I just don't, I mean, a spreadsheet's a spreadsheet. No, I can see where it's necessary for some people. But uh, one thing I did hear is that this OpenOffice 3 has some support for visual basic something or others, macros maybe. Yeah, I think they uh, they made a change um, with Office 2008. They took out the Visual Basic scripting support. Now, what the, what what does that mean to us? Not really sure. To be quite honest with you. Well, I, I think that some people are are maybe doing some kind of special. You know, a lot of people are using these spreadsheets and macros and stuff like that to to carry off some program like features and functionality and i think that that's what they're talking about and and somebody in our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum wrote in there today that you know they heard that that open office 3 is going to have this uh ability where even the microsoft office for uh for the mac doesn't have it or something like that that i honestly you know when it unfortunately when it comes to Office Suites, I, I'm like, Google Documents is more than enough for me. I was so happy uh, when when I found Rightly and when I found Google Spreadsheets and now that they bought Rightly and turned it all into Google Documents. I, I'm, matter, I'm staring at a Google Document right now with you in here as well. And yeah. it, it, it just does it. So that, now the thing is, is I'm going to say that I think this is probably some pretty very exciting news for some people out there that don't like iWork, because I'll be honest with you, uh, prior to Google Docs, I was a Microsoft Office guy, uh, and and to be honest with you, I, it, I mean, when it comes down to it, I, I like the way, the look, the feel of of the the way that I've always used the word processor, and iWork it has the same functionality, but. I don't know what it is. They're, they use a different side of the brain. Maybe they use the back of the brain when they're designing their products. It's just not intuitive. I have the same problem with Garage GarageBand. They just, I don't know what it is about Apple, but there are some things they do in their user interface that just does not gel well with me at all. Yeah. So, anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> so, I, th- I, th- I think OpenOffice 3 is probably going to be a good thing for some people. What, oh yeah, sure. What, what are you talking about? A rumor about Walmart? Uh, yeah, there's a rumor saying that uh, Walmart's going to start carrying the Apple TV during during starting on uh, Black Friday. Now, I don't know about you. I, I don't really go to Walmart quite a bit. I normally go to Target or something like that. But I don't know if they're the right people to be selling and activating app uh, iPhones. 
You said no. You said Apple TV, but you're talking iPhones. Is the rumor. yeah iPhone? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. iPhone. Yeah. I got, I got Apple TV on the brain. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is if is, I can't imagine somebody at Walmart checking out, you know, hooking me up and getting me set up with an account. Now, if they got rid of that silly thing where you have to activate it in the store, and instead you go and you pick one up out of the the little secure glass case and you ring it up and you take it home and plug in and do it yourself, I'm totally cool with that. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. If they bring back the the home activation, that'd be sweet. Yeah. So anyway, I I don't know. Of course, I also know that uh, Best Buy. I don't know if they're already doing it, but uh, there was talk about it that it was supposed to be coming out one of these days. Uh, iPhones at your local Best Buy is that, are those in store now? They are in store. Yes. Very cool. Okay, so you were talking about jailbroken Apple TV, Chris, and I, of course, told you that I had a jailbroken iPhone for a couple days, and then finally, you know, I had just I ran into one little snag, and it locked up the phone, and I just restored it, and never got around to really jailbreaking it again. How, however, I did go back and I looked, and and I I I went back and even saw certain sections and portions of the of a previous Apple keynote where they promised that in September of this year September of 2008 they would have third party push notifications and of course there is no official word that I've heard of about these push notifications have you heard anything have not heard a word all right and see this the, okay this is one of those things i despise about apple um, you know, you, you, you're, if you mention and you give us a date and we're all looking forward to it, then, you know, I, I don't I do not mind a company missing a deadline, but ignoring the fact that they ever promised something really irks me. Yeah, I mean, just give us some news. Tell us where it's at. You know, is it another 18 months away? Let me know. I mean, I'm cool with 18 months. Did you decide? Wow. You know, we got into this and it turns out. There are some major issues, and 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 this just is not feasible. We apologize. We're, we promised you this. We understand that, but it, it's just not going to happen, unfortunately. Tell us that. I want to know. Is it coming? Is it is it next week? Is it three weeks from now? Is it coming? You know, the next keynote. Is, is it coming? Is is it never coming? I just want communication, and this company is so horrible at communicating. Oh yeah, they're awful at, at keeping people in the loop. Yeah, that, it, it's like when this whole—well, it was like when that whole uh, mobile me thing happened. You know, no one knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. Example. The only thing they did there, though, is they did at least admit that there's issues, and they kind of kept people from speculating. Is this just me? You know, is am, do I have a defect of this or that? I mean, they, they finally did fess up to having some issues and sent some emails and gave you some free months and. As far as I know, I think they owe us like I think they almost got to the point where they listen, you know, just keep it for the next year. We won't charge you. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what's going on with that. I know they give away a lot of months free. But anyway, uh, I want to know where this push notification is for my iPhone. It's the one there are there are three features that are missing. Copy paste push notifications that they promised me. I wouldn't have wanted it. I would have never even expected it. Wouldn't have even thought about it. Until they 
promised it. That that's what really gets me. And yeah. and of course, and then Flash. And of course, and from what I understand, the rumors are that that the people over at Adobe they've already got the application. They're just waiting for Apple to approve it. This little plugin for the Safari browser, so we can start watching Flash video and Flash embedded widgets and Flash embedded well everything that's on the web Flash, it, you know, related on our iPhones. So yeah. th- those are the things I want. But the, this push notification is one that's missing. And it's the one thing that I can think, you know, well, hey, if, if they're never going to give us push notifications, it's the one reason I might go back and re-jailbreak my phone. Because there's a story out there that there's a new application uh, that's available only to the jailbreaking community. And it is called iPhone Backgrounder. And it is now available for phones, which allow you to run official application store, the official iTunes App Store applications in the background. It says uh, the timely release comes just after Apple missed the deadline, the September deadline for background push notifications. Backgrounder is a mobile, uh, let's see, a mobile substrate based extension to Apple's Springboard application launcher that allows applications to run in the background. Applications are normally terminated upon suspension. To enable backgrounding for the application you're currently running, all you do is simply press and hold the hold button or the home button until a message pops up telling you that the backgrounder has been enabled. Users can also set up XML files which allow backgrounding on specific applications by default. Detailed extra, uh, instructions are available on the web. Uh, users must have a jailbroken iPhone to take advantage of this application. Apple, of course, has restricted the use of background applications due to concerns about memory uh, on the phone and battery life. So your experience could vary. But still, you know, this this the whole thing there is it'd be nice if especially if you're if you have your phone sitting next to you all day long, plugged in, charging all day long. And and you just basically want to have your instant messaging program where you're logged into five or six different instant messaging services. It'd be nice to be able to just have that thing running in the background. And if you go and check your calendar or your email, it doesn't shut it down. It keeps it, it keeps it up and running. That way you might be browsing through your calendar, adding a task here or there, and somebody sends you an instant message. You get you get notified, even though you're doing something else on the phone. And and it's you know it, just give us the push notifications if you're going to promise it. That's all I'm saying. Now, how do you stop the application? Uh, that's a good question. Probably just turn off the phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would I would say they're I, you know I honestly I don't know. I was just uh, reading that story out there in, out in the intertubes, and so uh, backgrounder. Just, just do a Google search for uh, iPhone backgrounder application, and you'll find it. Anyway, um, Aaron B. in our forum over at gspn.tv slash forum, he says one of the listener listeners on Monday's show had talked about some video issues, and that would have been Frank, of course, uh, that he'd been having with his 15-inch MacBook Pro. It looks like it's a problem with the NVIDIA card in some of the MacBooks. Check out this apple.com um, uh, site for more details. It looks like there may be a problem. And of course, it has uh, like a like a recall on on there. And if, and I sent that link over to Frank, and he's like, "Man, this is awesome! Thank you so much!" And so he's going to go and have his his card replaced, and hopefully that's going to take care of his issue. So they finally did acknowledge that they have an issue with the card. That's sweet. Yes, it is. 
Well, not sweet. They have a problem with the card, but sweet that he's able to get the answer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I just want to say before we go on to the next thing, do you have anything else real quick before we go? No, on? I do not. Okay. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to say real quick is, is that we have revitalized the forum here at gspn.tv in the community. And I just want to let you guys know, if you have not been over at gspn.tv slash forum, it is a happening hopping place right now. And I, I pretty much have, have decided that my primary interaction with people, I'm going to make the forum my number one utmost first priority when it comes to connecting with each other and inter- investing in uh, conversation and dialogue with everybody. So come come hang out over at gspn.tv slash forum. Now, that's uh, trust me, I am not laying off of Twitter. In fact, Twitter is number two in my book. And then uh, Facebook, number three. And I'll even hang out with you on Plurk if you want to add me there. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that this community is getting so big and and not everybody uses the same social media networking tools and stuff like that. There's, everybody's in different places. And what's cool is, is we have this forum at gspn.tv slash forum. And you, if you register there, what's cool is it's like a hub where it's like we all have an account here. And we can carry on conversations regarding our shared passions, which are these different podcasts that we produce, whether it be entertainment, technology, or whatever. And... Uh, in essence, you can come and post your questions there. But not only that, but if you go into the please introduce yourself section, there's a place where you can put your Twitter ID if you use Twitter. You can put your Facebook link to your profile. If you use Facebook, you can put your Plurk. You can put your MySpace. And what's really awesome is is once you put yours in, then you can go in and, and just look at the thread of like 50, 60, 70 other people who use that social networking service who have put their profiles in. And you can go and add those friends. And all of a sudden you can you can connect with them both out in the outside world of social networking. But you can also have communications and dialogue with each other in the forum. And uh, I had kind of neglected it there for probably a good four or five months this year because I've been so busy with everything else. But I've, I've really saw the light this past week and decided, you know what, I need to bring, breathe life back into this. And I will tell you, the site has just been hammered with people with all the changes that I made. I was up until five o'clock this morning, just really tweaking some stuff to make it a, a, a lot better place to foster community and relationships and to get the help like Frank got for, with with his uh, his issues with his MacBook. And uh, Faith decided Faith was asking today in the forum, you know, hey, what other phones out there will sync and work well with the with the with the Mac? that's not an iPhone because I hear that it's cost $200 a month to have unlimited data on an iPhone. And we had probably a good exchange of about eight or nine different messages back and forth. And finally at the end of it, she understands uh, that you can get an iPhone for yourself, have unlimited data nationwide calling and, and everything for your single individual iPhone for about 65, $70 a month. And, and, it, and it's a great deal. I mean, it's, it's really not that bad when you compare it to other, you know, smartphone plans. And, sh- and at the end of it, she's like, okay, when my contract runs out, that's what I'm getting. So it, it was kind of fun to have that conversation and to dispel some myths. Because it, it doesn't cost $200 to have an, a single iPhone. No. How much is your iPhone monthly? Um, well, I have a family plan. So we spend maybe about 80, 90 bucks a month, maybe 80 something. For the entire family plan? Yeah. Okay. 
And we you only have like 500 minutes though, or 550 because we don't, most of the calls we have are between my wife and I, and those are all free. And all my friends have Apple TV or uh, Apple TVs. There we go again. All my <laughs> friends have, all my friends have iPhones. So no doubt. And th- that's another thing is, is that I, I, now I do pay $200 a month for my iPhone or for my AT&T bill, but we have two iPhones on it and we have 1400 minutes and, and Stephanie and I both use it exclusively as our main telephone and also for my business. And, uh, and we also have unlimited text, but if we, we, it, we have unlimited, uh, nights and weekends and we have these rollovers, we got 5,000 rollover minutes. So I think I could probably drop down from 1400 minutes a month down to the 900 minutes a month. And if I was to do that and I was also to drop off my unlimited text on both of our phones, we'd probably get down to about a hundred and probably about a hundred and ten, hundred and thirty dollars somewhere around there. Yeah, I thought you dropped your text messages. We picked them back up again. Oh, OK. Um, it, it was it was going to be it was twenty dollars per uh, for it was twenty dollars per phone uh, to have unlimited SMS and it turned out that um, I heard some. I went in to get a new. Uh, I went in to get a new iPhone uh, set of earbuds for Stephanie, and he says, "Do you want to add unlimited text?" And I said, "No, it's twenty dollars a month per phone is just too much for unlimited text." He goes, "Well, you know, there's the family plan unlimited text for thirty dollars." It's like. Eh. And then I I was on my way home and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I do miss having the notifications for my calendar and for Twitter and stuff like that. And so we talked about it and then, and we ended up, you know, it was $10 a month cheaper than what it used to be. So we decided to go with it again. Yeah, that's cool. Alrighty. So, uh, I've got one last thing here and if anybody wants to, uh, you know, call in or anything like that with your thoughts or comments regarding Apple and Mac and stuff. I found a story online, Chris, called 20 Mac applications you cannot live without. Okay. And so what I want to do is I want to ask you, I want to go through the list and see which ones we're using and tell me, can you live without it? Number one on this list, and this comes from techradar.com, by the way. Uh, OpenOffice.org is their first one. Nope. Nope. You don't use it. Do not use it. All right. And of course, we've already discussed even in this episode what that one is. So uh, basically, uh, and again, it's something I do not use. Uh, Number two, Visual Hub. I used to use it. (laughs) And and you no longer use it? I don't have it anymore. I had it on my old computer for my old job. Yeah. Didn't bag it up. All right. Well, and now it's unavailable. You can't, they, they don't make it anymore. They don't make visual hub anymore. Tech expansion went away. The co- the company that made visual hub, they're out of business. No way. This way. But from what I heard, they forked it and it's going to go open source possibly. So, Oh, well that's good. Well, I would say I'm still very much in in need of visual hub and visual hub, by the way, folks is a, it's a program that take, lets you take virtually any video uh, format and convert it to any other video format. Uh, and, and it is very useful, especially for me in podcasting and putting stuff out on the web and YouTube and stuff like that. So I really like it. VLC media player. Yes. All right. Now I would say yes as well. This is one you definitely should have. 
it is the ability to um, it's the ability to play uh, pretty much any kind of video file that you can download on your Mac. So it also allows you to view streaming audio and video from Windows Media Player. Uh, without the use of that flip for Mac or whatever stuff that's out there to to, to for plug in for QuickTime or whatever that is. So uh, anyway, VLC uh, media player. That's how we play all of our videos and stuff here. CyberDuck FTP program. Absolutely. I agree. It is definitely a program that I use on a consistent basis. The only thing is, is I'm almost willing to, well, no, actually I'm not. CyberDuck is free. I would much rather have a FTP program that, that has the left and the and the right and where everything on the left is your local drive and everything on the right is the, the remote drive and you can drag and drop between... Yeah. Yeah, you you want a program called Transmit. That's from PanicSoftware.com. Yeah, or Panic.com. But the thing is, is is the CyberDuck does everything, quote unquote, that I want it to do. Uh, right. As far as functionality, and it's free, and so when it comes down to it, I just stick with CyberDuck. So CyberDuck is cool. What yeah. about what about Onyx? O N Y X. Onyx is it's pretty cool. It's a um, it's like a utility program that, you know, it, it'll clean up your system and things like that. It's a pretty cool program. Yeah, and it says there are many parts of the OSX that you can normally only access using the command line. Unless, of course, that is if you use Onyx, a free, a free system cleaning and maintenance utility. Uh, and yes. as far as can't live without it, I've been living without it for over a year now on my MacBook. and. <laughs> Never heard of it until tonight. So yeah, it's not like must need or anything. Cool. iStat Pro. Ever heard of it? Nope. It says iStat Pro is a great free system monitoring widget for OSX, comprising nine selections, which can be hidden or shown. The display will detailed information about your max CPU, RAM, hard drives, network addresses, and data transfer, battery, current uptime, and temperature inside the various parts of your Mac. Oh, boy, we can't live without that. <laughs> <laughs> Note my sarcasm. Yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't use that. Yeah, neither do I. All right, app uh, number seven, App Cleaner. App Cleaner is good, yes. All right. And what is it says removing unwanted applications from your system is uh, is system is rarely quite as simple as dragging the app to the trash can. Programs do tend to place library and support files in other places you may not know about. App Cleaner is a bit is able to find the small files deposited around the system by apps during the their install. So basically, uh, App Cleaner. I've heard you mention this many many times, Chris. And so I'm going to have to say, even though I don't use it, I haven't had no problem without using it. It's still one that I I still hear good things about, even including from you. So yeah, I I, I think it's a really good good program. Cool. All right, next up is uh, Chocoflop. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. This curiously named image and photo editor from Chocoflop.com. 
is an interesting alternative to Photoshop in iPhoto. Well designed, it is able to work with raw files and export and import mini file formats. It also has tools to retouch images, paint on them, and dozens of filters, layer support, and more. Unlike iPhoto, it can work with rich text layers and has a feature set that is significantly more advanced. Chocoflop. I'm going to have to say I can live without it. Yep. Although I will say um, I, I, I'm very much envious of Photoshop. Uh, and Chef Mark's asking, how do, you, how do you spell that? It is C-H-O-C-O-F-L-O-P, chocoflop.com. And, of course, uh, I'm going to put all these uh, links and everything and in, in, in this article in the uh, Help I Got a Mac forum. Of course, I, as, as you're going to hear me talk about and emphasize a lot more this focus on our forum, uh, the show notes for each episode are going to now be placed in the forum. Uh, there's a section called Help I Got a Mac in the tech, technology part of the forums over at gspn.tv slash forum. So this will all be there as well. All right, next up. Oh, oh, Chaka Flop. I was going to say, I'm really, um, I'm really jealous. I, I, I think I want the full feature functionality of Photoshop. And if, I th- if I'm not mistaken, there's a CS3, which probably is everything and, and even more so than what I need. Is that correct? Yeah. I would, yeah. Okay. So I, I want Photoshop CS3. However, I am currently using Pixelmator. And it's pretty cool, but the thing is, is I hate the fact that I'm learning how to use Pixelmator when, if I'm going to be going through a learning curve, why don't I use the program that everybody uses? Yeah, I use Photoshop. That, yeah, so the only thing is, though, is what's the cost on Photoshop? A lot, like 700 bucks. Yeah, that's that's the problem right there, my friends. Oh, we got a phone call coming into the studio line here. Hold on. All right, let's see who we have on the line. Who we got there? Hello, you're on the line. And they're not. <laughs> you scared them away. I must have scared them away. Oh, well, whoever it is, call back. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll wait until somebody else calls us in. All right, so anyway, um, what was I saying? Photoshop. Photoshop. So yeah, I I'd rather if I'm going to learn how to use a program, I'd rather learn how to do that. It's just the price is the big issue. Yeah. All righty. Um, App Fresh. Have you ever heard of it? No. No. It says software. Uh, let's see. Software update handles OS X and Apple programs, but keeping track of updates for many installed programs can be tiresome. Some have checked for update options uh, separately, but this one gives you the availability of doing it, you know, kind of along the same lines as your Apple update. So basically, it keeps track of all the apps that you have installed, and it goes out and checks to see if there's any updates for you. I've heard about this before. Yeah, I think I've heard about it too. In fact, I think it was probably on MacBreak Weekly where I heard about this one. And uh, so I've heard a lot of good things about it, although can you live without it? I certainly can because whenever I open up a a program that I have downloaded third party and there's a new update, typically when I go to update, I say, hey, we've got a new version. Do you want it right now? So I don't know if it's one I could not live without. So anyway, Adium X. Yes, it is awesome. It is a great chat program for instant messaging, and I think everybody should have it if you have a Mac and you have any desire to do instant messaging with people. 
Yeah, I love it. Carbon copy cloner. Uh, not live without, but it is a great program. What, how would you describe it? Carbon copy cloner allows you to make uh, perfectly bootable backup versions of your. Well, let's see if a if you're imaging a bunch of computers, you can use it to make. You know, you can clone drives with it, basically. Gotcha. It says, but uh, uh, Super Duper does kind of the same thing too, right? And it says here that it is a free way to create a byte for byte copy of your hard drive for backup and restore, and it's and it's also awesome for people who do not have Time Machine. Yes. So, copy carbon copy cloner. What about MacLock? Have you ever heard of that? No. It says MacLock activates Leopard's fast user switching function making hmm. it look like you have logged out when you leave your Mac, even though all apps and documents are still active. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could probably live without it. How about yeah. coconut Wi-Fi? Never really used it. Have you ever heard of it? Mm. Yes. But okay. Yeah, it's not real. Yeah. It says it's a free program to scan for wireless networks when out and about with your laptop uh, and to see if they're protected or open. Well, by God, I, I guess the only thing that, you know, the little status indicator up in the system menu, it doesn't tell you if it's encrypted or not. But if you click on it, it sure tells you. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Doc Spaces. Ever heard of it? No. It says use the fabulous Doc Spaces to store up to five different Doc configurations and switch between them from the menu bar uh sounds like a waste to me never yeah never use it all right how about ping us nope ping us is a free clone of the ultra addictive classic lemmings game and i never played the lemmings game have you oh lemmings is awesome is it well there you go you need to check out ping us <laughs> p-i-n-g-u-s Okay. All right. And then uh, what about Snap and Drag? Never use that either. All right. Let's see here. Neo Office is a port uh, is a port of the excellent and free open office. Oh, wait. No, wrong one. Snap and Drag is a simple but useful screen shortcut utility. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Snap and Drag is a screenshot utility that allows you to click and drag and take grabs and select different image form formats as you do so so basically it's a screen capturing software which no. you know you know what is it uh command shift four and command shift three and all that stuff it does a good job yeah neo office and of course this is another office suite you and i obviously have very little use for for some of those so it's going to be just like Not, it's a meh yeah and then what about skim never heard of it Skim is a free PDF reader and editor with advanced functions like the ability to annotate, annotate and edit PDF documents and extracts data with more flexibility than OSX's own preview application. I'm going to have to say nah on that one. I'll still use preview. Yeah. And uh, you control tunes. It says this program sits on the menu bar and gives you quick access to all aspects all aspects of iTunes playback, Woo. including artwork, and you ha- and uh, all of this while without you having to leave your work. Yeah, I don't think we need that one. 
So that's their yeah. 20. That's their 20 can't live without applications. I think, folks, that there are probably a couple applications that are out there that you probably wouldn't want to live without that they missed. And they sure did put a little fluff into that one. I think they 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 could have probably stuck with the top 10 and, and had a pretty decent article there. Yeah, exactly. However, yeah, but things like Adium and stuff like that is is you know brilliant. Yeah. So basically, what we'll do is I'll put a I'll put all this information into the uh, show notes for what is this episode forty seven of yes. Help I Got a Mac. So just go to the Help I Got a Mac section. You'll see the notes there, links and everything. You'll be good to go. Alrighty. Well, that's all I have this week, man. Me too. We have you know what we have no calls this week. We had no questions at all. Hmm. Hmm. It's not good, man. No. That, you also want to announce what we talked about last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yes, absolutely. Uh, we do want to let people know that uh, Help I Got a Mac is going to be going back to the every other week format. Of course, those who are Plus members are going to continue to get the show every single week. And what we want to let you know is that uh, there's a special going on that if you become a Plus member before the end of this year, you, of course, will gain um, membership for half off for the first three months. So we would love to have you as a Plus member. There's details over at gspn.tv slash plus. And, of course, if you are too shy to give us a call and ask us the question over the phone, then the best thing to do is to head over to gspn.tv slash forum, go into the Help I Got a Mac section. And you know what's awesome about that, Chris? Is that... If they ask the question in the Help I Got a Mac section, chances are that they'll probably get an answer to their question within, within sometimes within minutes, sometimes within an hour or two, but probably more than likely within 24 hours, they've got a full, complete, whole list of answers and responses to their question or to their issue. And uh, even just recently, you know, I started, like I told you, I was, I've, I've got this brand new focus on the forum. And people are just introducing themselves left and right, finally coming forward, registering as members. And in the uh, introduce yourself section, I have somebody that's an Apple employee and some other people who have some Apple uh, experience as, as working in the retail stores and, and stuff oh, like that. Cool. Kind of like with your same stuff, your same history. So, uh, yeah, that's that's sweet. There is a lot of help for Mac people in, in the forum. And, and the cool thing is, is that if you post your question in the forum, We'll be on the lookout for that, and we'll bring that into the future shows as well. So two ways to get in touch with us with your questions, either in the forum at gspn.tv slash forum or to give us a call, area code 859-795-4067. Oh, you, you didn't finish your thought about going every other week. Oh, yeah, I did. Didn't I? I thought I did. Not really. Okay, well, dudes, we are we are going to be here every other week on the free feed. Uh, and for those of you who are Plus members, make sure that you're subscribed to the Plus member only feed for Help I Got a Mac because we will be here every single week. Of course, the live show is open for everybody. Come, oh, yeah. Yeah. Come, come and partake in the live show. No problem at all. But as far as sending it out on um, the RSS feeds, the uh, non-Plus members will get the show every other week. All right, I'm out of here. See ya. Bye.